There's only one Christmas. There's only one Christmas. There's only one Christmas like this. A little precious baby, a heart that loves forever. There's only one Christmas like this. Tonight I'm dreaming of Christmas. What a wonderful, wonderful day. The dew. On the fields was glistening. The night the angels came down. Far away, a star was leading. Three kings to a heaven. The babe, precious Jesus, was swaying in the arms of his mother that night. There's only one Christmas. There's only. Only one Christmas. There's only one Christmas like this. A little precious baby, a heart that loves forever. There's only one Christmas like this. On the hills, we're singing songs of sweet lullaby. Silent night, holy night, sweet Jesus. The night the angels. Came down. Yes, tonight I'm dreaming of Christmas. Ah, the night of our dear Savior's birth. Precious night, precious memories forever. What a wonderful, wonderful day. There's only one Christmas, one Christmas. There's only one Christmas like this. A little precious. Precious baby, a heart 
that loves forever There's only one Christmas like this John chapter 14 Then Jesus said, I am going away to prepare a place for you, that where I am you may be also. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not true, I would have told you so. Lord, take my hand and lead me. Lord, take my hand and lead me. Lord, lead me to that wonderful that wonderful world Oh Lord Take my hand and lead me Lord Take my hand and lead me Lord Lead me to that wonderful world The world I dream about is a wonderful world where people laugh and play and love is for every day there spans the games of time like diamonds they shine and shine a place of peace and love what a wonderful world a world i dream about is a wonderful world a wonderful place to be with thousands of things to see there spans the gates of time like beams of light divine where morning glories climb what a wonderful world oh lord take my hand and lead me oh lord take my hand and lead me, Lord, lead me to that wonderful, that wonderful world. Oh, Lord, take my hand and lead me, Lord, take my hand and lead me, Lord, lead me to that wonderful world. A world I dream about 
It's a wonderful world Where people laugh and they play And love is for every day There spans the gates of time Like diamonds they shine and shine A place of peace and love What a wonderful world I dream about is is a good world, and uh, so we are just thankful for our Lord Jesus Christ and and everything that uh, that Jesus Christ means to us. So we have a big subject today. This is Sunday, December twenty second, two thousand thirteen, and. I am continuing Analog with Angels. Uh, today, I think we're in part 24. And I pray, as I was instructed by the Holy Spirit, to ask God to imbue every word of this teaching about paradise with the healing of those persons having any obstructions that block their quality of breathing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All right, so we're going to uh, to talk about some interesting things. Um, I want, before I get into my general teaching, just to remind you that we're thinking about, uh, this is not 100%, we're thinking about New Year's Eve or somewhere in that uh, general area <coughs> about... Um, making it available for this um, intergalactic uh, flight that we're going to uh, be taking people on uh, in a virtual reality. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be incredibly interesting. Uh, we plan to um, introduce you to a geostationary planetome that stays in the same place so that they can the people can be loaded into it uh, because it is traveling at the same speed of the earth. Now, when we take off from that um, from that position of the planetome, uh, there there will be no blast off like you see rockets blasting off and so forth. Uh, it will be entirely different from that. But I'm not going to tell you all of the everything right now. But uh, we will uh, we will have a flight path. And um, we will tell the people this flight path that we're going to be taking. And we will be moving at such a, an incredible speed, a, a speed that probably not a single solitary scientist uh, on the planet Earth today 
would believe would be possible because we're going to be traveling at a hundred times the speed of light. And uh, we're going to be able to do this uh, uh, with a, uh, a source of energy called uh, dromat dromaton or dromatron, either way you like to say it, energy. And um, we're going to um, uh, be going so fast that it would be similar to what we call streak, streak speed. And that means that the planetome and all the people will be uh, moving through space with such uh, a terrific a drive of, uh, of force that um, they will uh, just look like a ray of different colors of spectrum. And they will be moving through space uh, so that it, it doesn't matter what is out there. If there's asteroids, if there's planets, stars, uh, you can move right through anything that's out there. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about a, a, a flight plan that gets around, uh, you know, asteroid areas or, or uh, planet areas because uh, at that speed, uh, you just penetrate right through anything that there is out there uh, as uh, just as though it just didn't even exist. And um, <clears throat> you will not uh, be able to visualize what's going on in the normal sense of like looking at it with your eyes. Um, you will become a vibration lattice. And uh, uh, in your sense of travel, you will visualize this trek through your vibrations. And you'll be told, you know, don't try to make it happen. It will just happen. And so at the, um, at 100 times the speed of light, uh, which is close to what is called an instant actuality, uh, Domatron's speed, streak speed, uh, is just <laughs> beyond the beyond. So we will tell you not to hinge on logic, not to expect uh, everything about this trip to make literal sense, not to align your spiritual uh, uh, instincts uh, with your own ideas, but to align them with your spiritual inner senses. And we will be showing you how that you can obtain this virtual reality and more. And we will introduce to you <clears throat> some teachings we've done in the past that will tie into this uh, called the, uh, the Severol, Severol Pearl Gate. And um, this is uh, in the King James Bible. And... Um, we will show you how that by going through the several pearl gate, uh, which is the gate of beautiful transformations, uh, how that you will be able to go uh, into uh, multiple dimensions, which this several pearl gate in its transformations represents. And, and then as you begin to get into uh, dimension switching, this is how uh, you'll be able to move through the in interstellar uh, photo clusters or super clusters or whatever is out there. Uh, we will um, we'll take you to a, um, a remote galaxy on our way to the fringes of the first domain. 
uh, called UDF three nine five four six two eight four, and uh, and uh, I left the J out of there. Uh, UDF lowercase J. We're, we'll be describing what that is all about, and you you'll be. I don't want to say you'll be freaked out, but you'll be absolutely jammed with an incredible, uh, awesome thing. And uh, <clears throat> we will um, show you a, a greater understanding of gamma rays than is even known scientifically today. And uh, we will, um, you know, uh, also um, take you through uh, Urja Minor, uh, which um, are not minor, pardon me, Urja Major, and we'll show you um, its shape. Uh, in addition to being the Big uh, Dipper, it is a um, <clears throat> a galaxy itself, and uh, it's shaped like a, a, for lack of a better word, this is what they use in astronomy, uh, a cigar. And uh, so it's it's very very interesting uh, all that we'll be doing, and as you're uh, going through some of these experiences with, on this trip, uh, you will um, <coughs> sometimes uh, be put in few mo in a few moments of suspension, just so uh, the dimension aspect of what we are going to be in will be very very uh, outstanding and 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 give you a chance to really you know be engulfed with the whole understanding of it as much as is possible uh, to the extent of how great a thing that we'll be doing so we'll try to give you advance notice on this and um i i want to just get that out of the way at least uh i get i get so um, you know, into the teaching here that I just run out of time to even say it because I want to give people a notice of the grandeur of what this trip will be. And there will be a lot of instructions that goes with it. And uh, so it's, it's just a, a very awesomely important thing. Okay, now I want to talk about, I want to talk about this thing with, um, with uh, the word paradise, paradise. Now, I know we've already talked about it, you know, a couple of times, but this whole revelation about paradise is so important. It's just so important that uh, words can't hardly describe the importance of it. And uh, I just, I just feel like. Uh, we, we 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 must not miss making it very clear to to all all of of our people uh, about the reality of this uh, uh, the reality of this important revelation. Hold on just a minute. Hold on here. I'm going to probably need you, Zach. We just uh, <clears throat> we just had some furnace work done, and this furnace is so hot, I had to take off the top shirt. Hold on a minute. Okay, okay. All right, that's better. Uh, 
I feel a lot better having the hot shirt off. Whoa. Sorry to have to be so human, but that's just me, you know. <clears throat> I'm just one of you. <clears throat> okay. So, as we uh, begin here and we, we talk again, and go, I'm going to go over some things that we've already been over. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about some of these things because they are so very, very important and uh, we just can't, we just can't let them slip, uh, slip by without uh, just making sure you understand this subject about paradise. Now, you know, it, it is just, it is just so important. So let's, um, let's go over a few things. We, um, we took the word paradise and we showed um, number one, that para was a word all of its own. And um, we showed then that the word D-I-S-E, which doesn't really spell any particular kind of a word in that uh, kind of spelling, but that if you go back to the originals, which is, which is something very, very important. And in fact, um, in the Hebrew, that is a really, really big thing of, uh, of going back into uh, the original and the root. Uh, those are some of the proofs that they use to give verification as to what the ultimate uh, reality of a word uh, was uh, indicative of and so forth. So, as we think about this, um, this para, uh, you know, there's, there's so many things, uh, how that it is used. And a person might go and they might look and say, well, you know, there's, a, <coughs> there's an accent mark here after P-A-R, so the way it's actually pronounced, you know, it doesn't really divide it at the word para. Uh, you are just only talking about uh, pronunciation guides. And, and, and that has nothing to do with, with the uh, actuality of the word. Uh, in fact, uh, I have found proof that um, the word paradise, P-A-R-A-D-I-C-E, was spelled P-A-R-A-D-I-S-E based on pronunciation. And then eventually the pronunciation of paradise became the spelling of it. When originally the spelling was P-A-R-A-D-I-C-E. <coughs> so when you look at P-A-R-A-D-I-S-E, dice uh, is spelled that way uh, from the um, idea of pronunciation of the word. Now, as we look into the to the paradise thing, we've got um, three uses of the word paradise. Uh, one is in the book of Luke, the twenty third chapter, and uh, this is when Jesus uh, on the cross is talking uh, with uh, this um, uh, person who has been put on the cross because he was a criminal. 
and um, and he basically is is repenting, and he's basically recognizing that Jesus Christ is not like the two thieves that are on the cross. Of course, in the Old Testament, it was prophesied that you know Jesus would be um, punished alongside as though he were uh, were a uh, criminal, and uh, but in in Luke uh, twenty three forty three. It says uh, that that what that what Jesus did is he's told this man, uh, you know, that uh, he would meet with him that day in paradise. So that's um, Luke twenty three forty three, and uh, and he says. And Jesus said unto him, Remember, verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And that whole uh, idea about today was very important because the Jews didn't want to keep anybody uh, uh, that they were judging uh, to be up on the cross or to, you know, to, uh, of that nature during the Sabbath. So they wanted them, you know, if they weren't dead, they wanted them to break their legs and get make sure they were dead. And, and of course, uh, um, Jesus had already given up the ghost because he already knew what was going on. And that was to fulfill the scripture that said that, that not a bone of his body would be broken. And, uh, and so then we see that from in Peter, the book of Peter, that, that Peter has this vision. Of course, he was one of those that went up to the Mount of Transfiguration and re received all kinds of secret information. And Peter was also the one that was given the keys, uh, you know, to the kingdom. And, uh, uh, you know, that had to do with, with the, uh, the, the liturgical end of things, the church end of things, and, and which are the people of, uh, of the salvage. And it was all tied in all tied in so that so then peter depicts uh jesus being with these uh, people who were sometimes disobedient during the um uh the flood and uh and and ministering to them and if you read the scripture carefully you see that uh, part of the plan was that they are to uh be given another chance to have a body a human body and and uh, and uh, you know, be able to be regenerated uh, for another chance. Well, the Bible does say that, you know, in Ecclesiastes, that every human being will get a, a, a time and a chance. So if anybody has not had the equal time that everybody else has had, they will get that equal time because everybody's treated the same by by the Lord, by by the our Father which art in heaven, by the ultimate invisible God treated the same. And so then we see that there is this, that there is a paradise that deals with the spirits that are uh, imprisoned. And this is it's a spirit world and therefore a spirit kind of, of paradise, a holding place. And, and um, that was Luke 23, 43, and you would need to read the rest of it to get the whole story. Then in Revelations, uh, the second chapter, and the uh, the 
a seventh verse, um, it, it, it mentions the word paradise again. So in Revelations 2.7, it says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. The tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Now, people have a wrong idea about paradise. And part of the reason they have a wrong idea is because of their wish allergies. They've got these allergies of wishing to have things to be a certain way that they really want it to be, and that would be applicable to them, to themselves. But that doesn't make it to be that way, because things are the way they are, because there are rules and there are statues that God has put in place and only the only ones that 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 uh, are able to do anything with these laws uh, are those who God because of certain factors that are too many to name uh, have the ha, are involved in the in the the law of privilege and the law of privilege does allow people to do certain things that that normally would not be the general rule. Like, for instance, um, in one case, the Bible describes there are, you know, you will reap what you, uh, you know, what you have sown. That's what you will reap. But then in another place in the Bible, it says there will be those who will reap what, uh, you, uh, will reap what, what someone else has sown and that they will not have to, to do the labor to bring it forth. They will reap what others have sown. And so there are, uh, differentiations that involve the law of privilege that allow these kind of things to happen. Well, you're involved right now in a law of privilege to be able to hear this word and to be able to, to, to get insight into some things that, as you will see in the next scripture, are very confidential, secret types of information. So in uh, Revelations, uh, you know, as we see that, uh, uh, and, I, and I think I'll just read that again, make sure that, that you really got that. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh, I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Now this is in the book of, of, the book of Revelations. And, and, and the seventh, you know, uh, the second chapter, the seventh verse. And this subject of paradise is still important. It's not like, okay, this is the book of Revelations. We're talking about just the end of things and you now that paradise that's been done away with. No, it's showing the continuity that this paradise goes on and on and on. And, and in, you know, um, uh, this revelation that I mentioned in Luke 23, uh, 43, in, in um, uh, connection to, to the revelation in the book of uh, Peter, uh, I, I'll tell you what that shows, because it says, you know, the people who were sometimes disobedient uh, in, in the, in the days of, um, of Noah and the days of the flood, uh, look how long a period of time, you're talking thousands of years, 
that had gone by, um, and and that situation was just held in abeyance. It was it was just it was just held in abeyance and and and, and waiting uh, for for you know this this time uh, to happen. So. Um, one of the things in Second Peter, you know, uh, three five, it talks about people who are willingly ignorant. They're willingly ignorant of what the word is really saying, and what the importance of the word is for saying things in the revelation that needs to be understood. They're willingly ignorant of those things, and and that, of course, is very. Very, very sad. Uh, so, I want you to, you know, to to get involved, and I want you to get, I want you to study these things out. I want you to get into these scriptures, so that you will be able to give an answer to all men who may inquire of of, of the hope, you know, because here we see in First Peter, chapter three, verse nineteen. And it says, by which also he went, speaking of Christ in the 18th verse, he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometimes were disobedient, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. Now, in verse uh, 6 of chapter 4, it says, for this cause was the gospel preached. The gospel now, the gospel of hope, was preached unto them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live to God in the spirit. He said, you know, these people are going to end up living in fleshly bodies. They're going to have physical bodies. But, you know, now instead of living the way that they did before, you know, they are going to follow the Spirit of God in those bodies. And, and so it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful revelation. It, it, it's, it's just absolutely a sensational re revelation. Um, and in the 18th verse, for Christ, uh, of the th third chapter of First Peter, for Christ has, uh, has all, hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. So it connects his death on the cross with then going and preaching to the, to the spirits who are in prison. And then we find out by what he said on the cross, this day you will be with me in paradise, that this particular prison, uh, and in one place in the book of Peter, uh, it talks. It talks about the, the you know. Uh, it mentions the word hell, and uh, and when you look up the word hell, you find that it that it is the word tartaru, tartaru, t a r, t a r t a r, o o, tarta tartaru, and that means you know, um, like imprisonment, like like uh, you know, you can even be imprisoned in your own body. Uh, but but th that is what that means. So we show that this particular hell was what we call upper Hades, and and we know that the Bible talks about the lowest hell. 
So we know there are degrees even of hell. There's upper hell, there's, there's, there's a lower hell, and, and, when, and then there's the lowest hell. Because when you say the lowest hell, then that means there's other hells that are low, but they're not as low as the lowest hell. So you have all these degrees of, of the hells. And, and that is so important to have an understanding of, because without that understanding, you don't really get the parallelism that exists in the, in the message of the gospel. Now, in this message of the gospel, uh, it's so interesting that it is so far ahead of, of what is going on uh, in the science world. Right now, the science world, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of ashamed of it. I, I, I really have to, to say that honestly because, you know, uh, they've, got, they've got this thing that they're into right now in which first off you know it's, they 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 brought it out of string string uh, math <clears throat> and and there's a beauty in string math and there's an application and there's scripture for certain of the string math but they came up with the idea well there has to be 11 dimensions now at the same time they were saying there has to be 11 dimensions we said no that is not right and and uh in our book the seven thunders speak manifest chronicles uh, let me just turn to page 77, and uh, we have there uh, in the preludes on page 77, six dimensions chart, and we show that, that um, you know, that there is, um, uh, there is uh, six dimensions, and how that we show that is there is three dimensions that we are aware of that we live in on the earth here and in this world that we live. And then we're saying that for each of those dimensions, there is a contra dimension. Now, even nature teaches this because for every regular atom, you have an anti-atom. All, all atoms have, have two parts. And, and even in electricity, you see, you know, if, if you don't have both a positive and a negative, you don't have electricity. So everything in nature has the positive and the negative, has the, has the, 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 uh, the main presentation and then the anti or the contra presentation of that main presentation. And these are, are literal, uh, you know, um, elements, uh, whether they be atoms or, 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 even molecular, uh, these things exist all through nature, even in ways that has not yet even been uh, understood uh, by uh, the scientists of the world and the biologists of the world. And so we have then the first domain, which is a spirit realm. And that spirit realm, the first domain, is not physical at all. Uh, but it, it is a it, it's an infinity, but so is the physical world. But the physical world is a physical infinity, and the spiritual world is a spirit infinity. Now, uh, when the physical world, as I've explained before, uh, comes to a close by entering into ultimate density and compression, uh, then it goes into a state of suspension. But it doesn't cease. To be a, a to to be uh, what a, a universe is, uh, and 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 this is scriptural, uh, because as we'll see as we get up the road here, I'll make a connection to it in the scripture. Uh, 
we 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 can see that 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 uh, this is is absolutely important because you know it, it, as it's in suspension it still has in it the energy dots and it still has in in uh, that debris that's in compression uh it's it still has uh in those energy dots the the dnas and all kinds of information about that universe that had come into an end by going into depression. But eventually the Bible tells us, as I've preached to you many times, that the that after eons and eons and eternities of time of the saints of God uh, reaping the joys and the peace and the pleasures of the first domain, it will come time to go to create again. No uh, birthing of new creations happens in the first domain. That is a totally ultimate perfection realm. And so it has to happen in the physical universe, which is the, the, the womb of creation. So this womb of creation, the physical universe then, uh, the Bible says God stretches out the universes. There's a probably six uh, definite scriptures that say that, in the Bible, in different place, places of Scripture. And, and when you stretch something out, that is indicative of the fact that before you stretched it, that it was more compressed. The minute that you stretched it, you know, you are, you are moving it from that totally uh, compressed situation to, to an elongated uh, uh, situation. And that is the beginning of how the new universe uh, begins. Now, it's interesting that when you take these dimensions, like it mentions in the uh, the, the Seven Thunders uh, book, uh, Manifest Chronicles Before Genesis, um, there's six dimensions, and then the seventh dimension, of course, is a spirit realm. It's not a physical realm, but the 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 contra of every dimension, the contra you've got. Now, what are the dimensions? Well, you've got the length, you've got the width, and you've got the height and the depth. Their height and depth are considered one dimension. So first dimension, say, is like length. Second dimension is width. Third dimension is uh, is the um, the height depth, the height or depth, uh, and that is all part of those dimensions. Well, there is a contra, an anti to that, which looks very much like as though it were the first dimension. And the second part is it was the second as if, as if it were the second dimension, and the third part as if it were the third dimension, and it's very difficult to be able to tell the difference between you know uh, an an anti atom and 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 a or a negative atom and a positive atom, so or particle, however you like to say it, and 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 the same carries over in in into the uh, the world of quantum. Okay, now. We are into this paradise, and we showed that the word uh, dice, which is the real original word, and uh, someone says, well, you know, where are you, where are you getting all this stuff at? Well, uh, I'm backing this, this all up with, with real substance, you know. Uh, the, the, um, the, the word is, is, is a word that uh, actually comes out of a, a very highly respected uh, uh, book uh, on uh, English etymology. And it's, in fact, uh, the Oxford Dictionary of English 
uh, English etymology. And so in that book of English etymology, it shows that that dice uh, was also spelled D-I-S-E as well as, as um, you know, D-I-C-E. And uh, so it becomes awesome when you begin to see that, uh, you know, that that is even backed by all of these things. Now, I started to mention how the science, they, they come up with this 11 dimensions and the multiple universes. Uh, you know, but first they came up with the eleven dimensions. Now that's sort of passing into, to an, to a forgotten realm, so to speak, because now they're into this thing about multiple universes and all these different membranes and kinds of life. In fact, there was a, a program on this uh, last night on television, but there wasn't anything that they said that I didn't already long ago know. Uh, uh, that they were teaching and have even uh, discussed and talked on some of it or most of it, and uh, they talk about these different worlds and so so they've they've, they've got everything from from uh, all these worlds being within worlds and and even uh, showing dinosaurs uh, that are in a, an invisible form but they show their imprint and image walking through your living room and you're unaware of it and they're unaware of you because you're in two different dimensions and and, and one dimension interlaces or or intervals uh, with another dimension and and so forth well you know they don't know what they're talking about but they're but something's happening because ignorantly they're worshiping the unknown god they're starting to say things that's that that has a meaning but they don't know how to put it in the terms of those meanings and and what they are not realizing is the spirit world <laughs> that's a dimension that's a big dimension and when when uh, uh, Jesus went down into paradise, went to paradise, and I read you the scriptures in First Peter. Uh, that was that was the spirit world, you know, and that was another dimension. So Jesus went into this other dimension of the spirit world, you know. So now there's no dinosaurs. Uh, that's just a bunch of baloney. There's no dinosaurs walking through your living room, even in, in the other dimension. Uh, but I'll tell you something that is connected with the dinosaurs that can walk through your living room and is not as in and is invisible. The 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 demons of Satan, and we tell the story and we preached it how that Satan was involved with the creation on the fifth day of generation. And how that he ended up getting involved, and in, and you know you would have to see the peace uh, Bible to be able to understand all of the um, uh, transliterations that actually show this story. But but uh, he was involved with the making of the dinosaurs. So 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 the dinosaurs had a demonic demonic beginning, and and so yes, demons who were involved in the making of those dinosaurs, <laughs> they walked through your living room. Uh, unless you're uh, a, a child of God and and your Holy Spirit uh, uh, blocks them from being able to even come on your perimeter, uh, but there's there's a lot of people in uh, on this planet Earth where demons just walk in and out of their homes and and uh, sit on their their doorsteps, sit on their uh, you know. Um, uh, uh, on their chairs and and uh, just wait for the opportunity, uh, you know, to, to uh, mislead them or possess them. 
And, and so there's a little bit of a truth there in the connection to the dinosaurs walking through the living room by it being represented by the demons that do. And they're in another dimension. They're in, they're in like sort of the spirit dimension, but they're in the conscious spirit dimension. And so there's a difference of even dimensions in the spirit realm. Okay, so it's very, 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 very precious and, 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 and glorious uh, to be able to see all this, this uh, revelation. Now, let me just, without getting into too many um, scriptures on this, because otherwise I'm going to run out of time, um, but one of the interesting things is that in the book of Genesis, Abraham meets Melchizedek, who the Bible says has no mother or father or no relatives on this planet. It makes it very clear that his genetics is not of this planet. We know that it's of the planet Arturus, the father's house. And he says, it goes on to say in Hebrews, the third chapter, how that when Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek, that Levi, who was not yet born, also was able to pay tithes through the action of Abraham because Abraham was in his loins, although not yet born. So that, Ab so that, or pardon me, Levi was in Abraham's loins, not yet born. So Levi, though not yet conceived, still existed like the scripture in Genesis says, that all of the plants of the earth and all these various things that grew on the earth, they existed before they ever were planted. Because there's that mind world in which is a virtual world, but that virtual world, that virtual world has more reality to it than people would even begin to imagine. So when we talk about this virtual reality trip, don't knock it off. It's just being a, <laughs> a, a flimflam. It's not. Okay, so... Here we have Levi that existed in the loins and is given credit as though he were there in the physical body and, and also uh, paid tithes to, to um, uh, Melchizedek. So then, by that understanding, we begin to see how that there is an extension of truth far beyond the slightest imagination that people can even begin to dream of except that by the Holy Spirit they are prompted to have an open mind that receives the truth. Making that connection, we understand this thing then about Adam and about Eve and about Mary, the mother of Jesus. And how that when Matthew gave the genealogy, he shows the genealogy going back to, to Joseph who was the stepfather, but was not the, the siring, who, he, was, he was the one that sired uh, 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 Jesus Christ. She was born of a virgin. And even though she was born of a virgin, she, uh, he calls himself the son of man. And then in Luke, the third chapter, we see that Luke gives a different genealogy than Matthew did. And someone says, well, the genealogy that he gave actually is 
the genealogy of Mary. Mm, really, maybe. Doesn't mean there's not a crossover. But that particular genera- uh, 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 that particular uh, um, history that was given there, the genealogy that was given, is the one that goes all the way back to Adam and says, the Son of God. So in our teachings of the Holy Manifest, it teaches that Jesus Christ was the second Adam in the sense that the, the, the genome, the, the genes of the first Adam by deferred progeny, or by, yeah, by deferred progeny, just like this thing with Levi, was carried over all of the way to the birth of, of Jesus Christ, and so that by the Holy Spirit, that deferred progeny of, of the first Adam was made part of he that was to be the second Adam. Thus he was, in that sense, by the Holy Spirit, the Son of Man, because he was the second Adam. Now, with all of these unusual things that there are in the depth of the understanding of the Bible, we should not be put into a difficult understanding that the Bible is supreme in its depth. And so when we begin to uh, continue here after a bit on paradise, we begin to understand this. I'm taking a break. God bless you. Janet Lee is playing.
Thank you, thank you, Janet Lee. Oh, my. Was that ever a blessed help to hear that, hear that playing of the organ? I know there must be people that thought when I was playing those videos of my singing, they were saying, oh, my, I hope this isn't replacing Janet Lee on the organ. No, 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 that would not ever be to my my best i'll tell you thank you and hello here we are again ladies and gentlemen okay so we talked about in in, in um, the seventh thunder book about the six dimensions uh, that it describes in the preludes and uh uh you know that was on page 77 <clears throat> and and then let me tell you another little thing about this uh we talked about how that um that the word uh, dice was actually you have you have a compound word you have para it has its own meaning you have dice it has several different meanings so does para they both have different meanings okay but interestingly let's just look at this this dice uh, the dice uh, there's 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 you know there's um, uh, two of them two 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 uh, stones. You know, and and so one stone has six faces, and the other stone has six faces. So we have six, six, six spaces, six uh, faces. Okay, start over. The one stone, six faces. The other stone, six faces and then the man that takes the th the stones and throws them and it's the scripture i read to you last week cast them into the lap according to the bible genesis 1 24 through 31 they were created on the sixth day Man is connected with the idiom of number six. And so we got six faces on one stone, six faces on another stone, and man, tying in with the word face, who tosses the dice, born on the sixth day of sixth generation day of creation. That gives us six, six, six. I'm just throwing that in for a thought. If we get time, we will make more out of that. But as we begin to understand that, um, that this is a compound word, and it is paradise. You could put a hyphen in between it, even paradise. And and uh, it it's going to have like the tree of good and evil. It's going to have a pro and a contra. So there's going to be a positive side, a good side, and there's going to be an evil side, the tree of good and evil. And just like there was the, the, the two gardens, 
There was the tree of of good and evil in the midst. And the tree of life was also in the midst. That doesn't mean that everything that was in the paradise that was on the good side was the perfection of God. First off, the tree of life is only for those that need life. That need eternal life. So, all of those persons who would need to be reckoning with what was happening in paradise, the Garden of Eden, through Eve and, and Adam, by their coming to bring this opportunity, according to Romans, to bring sin into the world so that it could be manifested, so that the angels could realize what they really had done. Because they didn't really realize that there was anything they had done that wrong, because in the beginning they were put under the cherubim, Lucifer, as a covering angel. And he was given also the name of the office of Jesus Christ, Yahweh Yahweh, if you want to say that. The bright and morning star. So now you've got two bright and morning stars. You've got still Yahweh, and then you've got Lucifer, because he has refused to let go of that title because he claims that, that he's not done anything wrong based on his office right to do what he did. And that is not going to be settled until the judgment, the white throne judgment. Now, you can make all the judgment you want to make about what's already happened and what the case is, and it's done and it's over. And you can spill your ignorance out all over yourself just like a person puking on themselves. But the Bible is the Bible, and the Word of God is the Word of God, and the white throne judgment is the time that everything's going to be settled, and it's not going to be settled until then. Although there will be the settlement in the sense of a virtual reality, but when we bring it right down to the flesh and blood reality, the white throne judgment still has to happen. So now, as we begin to look at this and we see the Garden of Eden, there is the east side. And what was needed there was a man to cultivate it. So it wasn't like just a place of, of no work. The difference that happened after that, that fall, we could call it, was that then they had to do the same work that before they were doing with ease, they had to now do it with the, the sweat of the brow and, and with the, the, the difficulty of, of the times. And it was in the middle between the two gardens, the Garden West and the Garden East. And so, when you get into this word paradise, the accent is on the first two letters of dice, D-I. And that is very important to understand exactly what, you know, what that means. Because what it 
the di means is is two it means two it means two different parts two different situations and the accent is on the die di para die then you can add dice to it and you have two stones which have six faces each add the man to it to cast as the bible says the stone into the lap that would be a person sitting there with like a uh, with like a a board and taking the 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 paradise the dice part of the paradise and casting it onto his lap and then we'll we'll go on with that we'll get into you know this uh, the the rest of of these things you know but it's it's just so important we also find out that the word dice is the plural of die d i e so the word death is also in those those dice and the word as i showed you earlier 666 is also in those dice and even the word pence p e n s e which is relative to that word dice has the aspect of money thus you have the monetary babylonian system the queen of heaven on the babylonian negative side and the queen of heaven on the positive side the 12th chapter of the book of revelations being the lady that had the crown of 12 and and 12 stars so it's so interesting we talked a while back here, um, and I don't know if I'll have time to get over it again today, but we talked about the ephod. And we showed how that this ephod, you know, had the, the hymn, and, and the hymn was called the fringe, and there was the pomegranate and the, and the bell, the pomegranate and the bell, and, and, and this was all, this was all about a message. And it included, you know, in the bell, the tonations that, that were even... Uh, even involved in the in the Garden of Eden, and we've shared that with you. And if you'd like to know more about that, then you can go into the archives on these teachings of Analog with Angels and just keep going backwards and listening to all of those until you, those teachings come up, because they are they are available in in the, in the archives. So we've got death in those dice. But we also have, according to Ecclesiastes, a time and a chance. And I know I've read this to you various times, but I must read it to you again. In the ninth chapter of the eleven and the eleventh verse, it says, "I return." I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor to the ba- nor the battle to the strong, 
neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. No favor to anybody. There's everybody's going to get an equal opportunity. The Bible says that God's no, 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 no. Not a judge of persons to where they do not all get an op- equal opportunity. And then it says, but time and chance, C-H-A-N-C-E, happeneth to them all. Everybody's going to get a time and get a chance. Now, there's a lot of different meanings to that word chance, but it's certainly one of the meanings would be incorporate and include the dice thing. And then we went, we went back and we told this story you know, about Esther. And we talked about Esther, who's, who, who's uh, um, like, we'll call him a parent. He was like a, you know, a godfather, uh, a Mordecai. And how that she ended up becoming the, the queen uh, to, this, to this king. And, and, um, and then there was this evil person who plotted and wanted to kill all the Jews and wanted especially to kill Mordecai. And how that this evil person, Casper, P-U-R, well, in the process of the revelation of God and Esther finding out about what this plot was of Haman, uh, she, she told her father and uh, her godfather and her godfather said, you've got to go to the king. And the way it was in those days that no one would go to the king uh, without being requested by the king. And if you went in to see the king and he had, had not uh, requested for you to come to see him, unless he held out his rod sparing you, you were automatically uh, to be killed. You were automatically going to die. And, and that could even happen to a queen. But she went in, in, in there anyway and put herself in that serious um, uh, situation. And he put out his rod. And then she told him the story. And in the long of it, uh, you know, uh, Haman was hung on the gallows that he made for Mordecai. I told you that last week. And But he had been, before that happened, he had been using what's called PUR, P-U-R, uh, to, to, uh, which was like throwing these sort of like dice, uh, or sometimes they used uh, sticks and, you know, the, drawing this, the shorter or the longer stick and all that kind of thing. Uh, well, when Mordecai got hold of it, he, he modified that PUR, and he changed it to PUR-RUM, which, which made it to be able to be used instead of in the negative to be used as, as, a, as being modified by the perfection of lights instead of being uh, uh, used in the uh, evil side of what the Pur meant. So Purim then was temporarily used, uh, you know, and, and uh, the, the benefit of the Urim and the Thummim was, was connected with it. Well, who begin to see the connection there with this thing, chance, that I just read in the scripture. A time and a chance happens to every human being. And when your chance comes up, what face of what side of that purr or that side of that purum or that side of that Urim and Thummim 
Because if Urim and Thummim was cast for all of the people of Israel, for the years and years and generations of it, and they made choices on their inheritance being made on the decision of how the Urim and Thummim was cast into the lap and what it would say. Then don't think that you're not a, a privy to that same situation. And what you don't want is the purr. And what you do want is to modify that purr into the perm so that it becomes associated with the Urim and the Thummim. Praise God. And if you don't like the word dice, that's your problem, isn't it? That's because you have associated only with the negative. But it doesn't have to be associated with the negative because, because dice is the plural of die. And it talks about those who die in the Lord and those who die in their sins. So, Dying in the Lord can be a sacred event. And that's all part of the dice. You know, things are many times what we make them or what we don't make them. And those things are very, very important. And this thing of die, D-I, means equal or of two or of a double. All right? Okay, so let's keep moving. Wow, we have a lot to cover. Got some really neat stuff here. Okay, more on this paradise. You know, we talked about how that uh, in Isaiah 44, 6, 7, it talks about that he's going to bring the ancient people back. And we talked about the ascending and descending. And connected that with even the transfiguration events that would happen with Jesus when this descending of the of the Holy Ghost that that uh, uh, it was beyond just the general outpouring of the Holy Spirit it had reached a point of transfiguration uh, you know it had gone to that that ultimate uh, uh, part of the, of a certain quantity uh, you know of the difference of not being filled with the Holy Spirit and the difference of being filled with the Holy Spirit so that when you're filled now you have that quantity that allows you then to experience the the transfiguration. So like Jesus on the mount, he transfigurated into Elijah. And and it was it was beautiful. He transfigurated into Moses and it was beautiful. He did both. And we know there are many things just like when I was revealing this about Levi and Melchizedek, and all these mysteries of the Bible, they are pronounced of the power to be able to fusion in us the most outstanding, glorious revelations that can even be imagined. We know this thing of the Garden of Eden was not, was not minor. The Garden of Eden is mentioned in the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Bible that was the Bible that was famous during the time of the disciples and Jesus and was quoted. It's quoted, quoted in the New Testament. And it's called the Garden of Eden Paradise. So 
There's the keys to heaven, and there's the keys to death and hell. Deuteronomy 32.22 talks about the lowest hell. Got Bible for this, folks. The Holy Ghost takes a body shape, body, B-O-D-Y shape, Luke 3.23. You can see this shape. Lucifer is talked about in Ezekiel 28.13, being in the garden of God. Isaiah 37 and 12 talks about the children of Eden. And the transfiguration that I talked about was in Matthew 17, 1 through 9, and Mark 9, 2 through 9. Blessed be the name of God. It's so exciting. We talked about the para in a molecular sense. How that, molecularly speaking, para can represent opposites, molecular opposites, and they spin in opposite directions. And I explained how that even like when it talked about the, the, the morning and the night, that the night has the aspect of it of turning away or twisting away. So, we will expand on that as we go forward. We got the paradise. And we got paradise as the abode of the righteous souls after death, an intermediate resting place for the righteous. We've got all of these absolutely interesting meanings that is something to be excited about. Okay, now, let's go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And this will be very interesting for you as we take you into interpretation of the Word of God. 2 Corinthians 12. We'll just start with verse 1. It is not expedient for me, doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth, such a one caught up to third heaven. Now, what we've got here is some important revelation. We've got the body, whether in the body, that is the, the physical side of things, the negative, 
or whether whether out of the body. Out of the body would be in the spirit, would be the spirit of the body, the body having left, the spirit having left the body. That would be the positive side of it. So once again, even right in this revelation that we're going to get into about paradise, there is this relationship here going back to the 14 years, which actually is about the time that that he spent in this wilderness desert type of thing, waiting on God for revelation to happen. And Paul talks about this person in the book of Acts that went into a trance and received all kinds of incredible revelation. So, so Paul was knowledgeable and was reconciled with this spiritual thing called a trance that can happen to people that can take you in an out-of-body, so to speak, situation, which could be very much like the sub-addition gnosis <coughs> of gentile generative touch that we are going to do and use to take people on this this trip across the universe. People being in sort of a trance-like stage, this trance-like state, while they are receiving all these kind of things. And whether you go in the body, that's going to be one aspect. And someone says, yeah, but, you know, um, I'm not, you can't go in the body. Well, don't say that. You know, um, especially with this understanding of deferred progeny and how that how this something that has not yet been manufactured, not yet been birthed, can actually still be represented in the wholeness of the person. And there could be two representations. It could be the physical representation. There could be the spirit representation. And whether people make a trip and go in the physical representation or go in the spirit representation is a differentiation. And here we have from a man who was decided not to go to Jerusalem to find out from the other disciples what he should do or believe, but went off to himself and sought God and began to receive these answers. And then him discerning and showing the differentiation of the body or out of the body and he's saying such a one, whichever one of those two it was, was caught up to third heaven. A lot of people don't realize that the minute you say something like third heaven, third heaven cannot exist unless there is a first heaven and a second heaven. 
Now then, when you look, as we'll, you know, we'll skip verse 3 for right this moment, and you go to verse 4, how that he was caught up into paradise. So now that we see that this third heaven was also called paradise. So you got a first heaven, a second heaven, and a third heaven, or a first paradise, a second paradise, and a third paradise. Now when these scientists start talking about all these different multiple worlds, <laughs> the Bible's already been talking about them for a long, long time. There's all these different dimensions. There's the total spirit dimension of the first domain. There's the physical dimensions that belong in the, the universe. And intertwined between all of that, you've got things like a, a first heaven and a second heaven and a third heaven or a first paradise, a second paradise, and a third paradise. And that's not, that's not the last trumpet that sounded. There's a lot more. There's all these different there's all these different dimensions. And I talked just earlier from page 77 of the seven of the seven dimensions that it mentions which is part of the Bible because you have a contra for everything that you have the the, the pro part of the pro PRO part. You have a contra to the pro. So you got the proton, you've got the electron. Now this para is very important then. And this dice is very important. So we've got a telling story here. Caught up to third heaven. Verse 4, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Now, it's very interesting. In my reference book here I have, this is Holy Bible that I have, and it's the King James, and it has a reference column down the middle. But it is the authorized King James Version, not the new King James, the regular old King James, okay? And in the reference column, instead of the word lawful, it has the word possible. So it would read, and now and and how that he was caught up into paradise, and heard unspeakable unspeakable words, which is not possible for a man to utter. Now, if the man part of you goes up in this virtual reality, there will be things that you will see that will not be possible for you to understand 
are possible for you to speak, are possible for you to utter. But if your spirit on the spiritual side of you goes up, then the spirit is not a man. Jesus says, now look, he said, touch me and feel I've got a body here. That's a physical body. That's my man. He said, a spirit that's not in the body and that it is separate from the body does not have those features. In the spirit world, it doesn't have those features. We have to be careful to distinguish what the facts are. So we keep everything straight. Now, when we start looking into this word lawful and possible for a man to utter, oh, is it very interesting. It is very, very interesting. And I want to give you some, some references. There's a reference in, in this, it's, this is in the Greek, so this is in Strong's Concordance. And in number 1537, out of place and time or cause, not possible. <laughs> I add the word not possible. Literally or figuratively, direct or remote, off or on, out or among, you have the two opposites. But you can be in such a situation in which it is not possible to understand what's really happening. And you'll be out of place and out of time. And being out of place and out of time, it'll be not possible, be impossible for you to discern what is really going on. But if, you, if it's by the Spirit, you will be able to do it. Now let's go on to some more definitions of this word lawful. Strong's Concordance 1510 in the, the Greek. First person singular. I exist. I am. And have been. This is the story of the fallen openings <laughs> who you are how you are in relation to place and time fifteen ten first person singular I exist I am and have been I not only exist right now I not only am right now but I have been before it, it, it is I that was. Now, here's some of the scriptures. I have to go through these fast. This is all given reference in the Strong's Concordance, all of these as being in continuity with this number 1510 and 1537. 1498. Should be, was, were. <laughs> Same thing. Should be, was, were. 1511, to be, was. 1527, severally one. Now, even in this word lawful and possible, you have the word again, severally. 
and that you have in the book of Revelations about the pearl gates, the several, the several pearl gate, meaning the many one, like many dimensions from out of one dimension. Also, 1520, a prime numeral. Then 2258, we're still in the Greek, still in Strong's Concordance, was, were, be. 2071, what will be, shall be. Um, fall, sojourn, sojourn. Now, it, this is even getting into the, the was as being the fall. 2071, what will be, shall be, fall, sojourn, live long. 2075, you are and be, have been, belong. 2076, endure for a while, wrestle. It's telling us what you've got to do. This is all part of this lawful thing. 2771, Again, lucre. This is all <laughs> this lawful thing. And believe me, the paradise is part of what that was about. He was, that's what he's talking about is paradise, third heaven and paradise. And this is all part of it. You've got the lucre, the money. 2468, give thyself wholly to. 5,600, may, might, can, could, would, should, must. Time and a chance. Oh, my Lord, my God. If this is not an incredible dimension of words, to hear the unspeakable and to want to know exactly what they are really saying. Paradise. Wow, the Garden of Eden. You can get Webster's Unabridged Dictionary and it says the same thing that Septuagint in the Greek Bible says, that the Garden of Eden is, a, is paradise. Now, in the word paradise, para, at the side of, alongside, you've got the two gardens alongside each other. That even connects to the idea of parallels. People are talking about the parallel universes, the parallel worlds. But they don't understand it in the, the biblical understanding of paradise. And when you leave the spirit realm out of it, then you really are never going to get to the true idea of what the dimensions about, that the dimensions are about. You're not going to get the true idea of what the configuration of these dimensions are in the sense of the, the, the pro and the anti. Wow. It's very interesting. There is, I don't, I don't get into Greek mythology very, very seldom, but it's interesting. And this is something well known. Um, in Hesperides, which is Greek mythology, it is called a fabulous garden of enchanted golden apples in the western extremes of the earth. Now that is interesting that it says western extremes because we got the garden east where Adam and Eve were and then we have the garden west where the serpent was. 
and we got the idea of enchanted, and, and the manifest teaches that there was enchanted fruit. Now, when I received that, I had never, ever read this about the, the Greek uh, uh, mythology. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. There used to be an old word. It's, it's obsolete now. But it's called indicable. I-N-D-I-C-I-B-L-E. Indicable. And it means cannot be spoken or expressed. See, there's been old-time words that understood this. Lots of those things have been lost in the modern new expressions of words. Wow. Wow. And so we've got, as we look upon this, we've got the earth, which includes the Tartaru paradise, the salvage state, We've got the Abrahamic bosom then as the second heaven because the first heaven, and, and we've shared with you the first chapter of Genesis many times where it calls the firmament, which is part of the, of the earth, heaven, making that the first heaven. Then we've got Abraham's bosom, the second heaven, and as a a connected but separated part of it. We've got the scripture in Luke sixteen twenty seven that talks about the great gulf that is fixed. Luke sixteen twenty seven, Greek reference fifty four ninety, which means chasm an impassable interval. Oh, how absolutely perfect and neat that that is. From the word fixed, Goff fixed, 47.41, we've got the meaning of similar, likened unto the other side, the, the two sides, likened unto it. There's certain things likened. That doesn't mean there's not a differentiation of the spiritual level. And in the Greek Strong's Concordance 2476, a state of hold, of lay, and of course like of the sleep. A, to stand, which means awareness. All of these things are described in the interpretations of these words. And then if we we go to the third heaven. We got the Father's house, which is the heaven paradise, which is the Father's bosom. But we also have the opposite of that, the contra of that, the Father Satan with his bottomless space revealed in Revelations 9. Wow. So I don't want to keep you too long, but I, I, I just got to go a little further here. So, the dice of paradise is a pronunciation spelling when it's spelled D-I-S-E. 
and it's a pronunciation spelling for paradise, D-I-C-E. And therefore, it is a compound word, para and dice, two words that each have separate meaning. And there are different forms when you start getting into compound words. You have the closed form where you have words like softball, one word, keyboard, one word, notebook. There's no hyphen in between them, but, but they are still compounds. Soft has a meaning, ball has a meaning, key has a meaning, board has a meaning, note has a meaning, book has a meaning, and they're differentiated. You have the, the hyphenate, hyphenated. And, and, and that, that is very, uh, very uh, interesting. Like mass-produced, Usually, sometimes a hyphen is in front of it. Or daughter hyphen in hyphen law, daughter in law, daughter hyphen in. That's the hyphenated form. Then you have the open form. Real estate, comma, full moon. The words are separated. Real real estate, comma, full moon, comma, attorney general, comma. Now, I don't want to turn you into a grammatical expert or something, but I want you to just hear this. And when this gets written out, then you'll have something to refer back to. You have the situation where there are modifying compounds so that one word that precedes the noun modifies it. So it's so important to have the ability for determining the significance of a word because a a single word can mean the difference of life and death. Jesus said, He that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. He connects the word end with the word saved. So you need to know what it means by the end. And there's such confusion out there about the end, people don't even know what the end means. And they've got it all wrong in most every case. And as I said earlier, etymology in Hebrew is origins and roots. Now here's a very interesting word of the para. This is a case in which the word para means beyond. I really, I really, really like that. That I thought was just interesting. Now, orthographically speaking, which has to do with spelling of the words, linguists say that 80% of the lexicon Old English did not survive into modern language. But we know how important it is to know those ancient meanings because we know that if we're going to talk about the paradise in the Garden of Eden, that's that's before the flood. That's before Babel and the fall of Babel and and, and the corruption of the languages. 
And those words and their meaning, we need to know what those were and what the, 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 the intent of those words were. And we don't want to have to know it by the Babel of it. And the Bible promises, promises in the book of Zephaniah that there's going to be a, a pure language that's going to be given unto God's people. And that, no doubt, is going to be revealed by the Holy Spirit. Wow. Now, this thing of paradise is so big in the Arabic language. Fardas. F-I-R-D-A-U-S. Means star of paradise. And that's their big thing about their, their whole teaching of paradise. The French have celestine, which means heavenly. But there's a really another neat thing, and that is the Hebrew, the word Esther. Remember like Esther the queen? And the Pur and the Purim and the, all of that? Mordecai, all of that? Esther itself, her name actually means star. Now, the Persian Empire, <laughs> they also translate the word Esther as a star, but they also translate it as a myrtle leaf. M-Y-R-T-L-E. Myrtle leaf. <coughs> that is so important in my teaching of the myrtle tree. And how that in Isaiah 55, 13, it says, To the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. That's talking about this tree. You say these myrtle trees, they have a name that will never be cut off. And this ties us back into the Father's house. Well, we're coming to the end here of our teaching for today. There is still so much to say. God bless you. God calls His face to shine upon you. We just do want to remind you to pray for us. We're almost to the end of, of December. And there's just not enough money come in to, to pay what we're going to need to do this publishing that we want to do. But, you know, it can still come in in January. Pray. Would you pray? Thank you. Those people that have... Uh, given, you know, uh, in, in donations. Thank you. God bless you. And may the healing spirit be with you this day. We love you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Until next week. <laughs>